there, I'm Kelsey from Kaleido Collection and you've tuned in to KaleidoCast. Thanks a bunch for that. Grab a cuppa or something stronger and sit down with us as we chit chat to the lady legends we have met on this small biz journey so far as they share their captivating and inspirational tales of mum biz lady life. Let's get into it. Hello. Hi. 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 How are you? Good. How are you? Hi. How are you? Welcome the colourful and courageous Faye from the brand Mama Movement, Australia's happiest active wear. Not only are her pieces fun, joyful and of beautiful quality, Mama Movement also spreads the very important message of body positivity. We're so looking forward to getting to know the mama behind the movement. So it's a big Kaleido welcome to you, Faye. Thanks, Kelsey. I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) It's very exciting. So to kick things off, I usually just do a bit of an out-of-the-box question. So for you, Faye, what is your spirit animal? My spirit animal? Okay. Um, Well, the first one that jumps out at me is, it might be a bit embarrassing to admit this, but a unicorn. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that um, because... Well, obviously a unicorn is, you know, a really colourful creature, um, a little bit girly, which I am, um, has purple hair, which you probably can't see because it's on the mum bun right now, <laughs> but I have purple hair at the moment, which is my purple unicorn hair. <laughs> um, and also I think with unicorns, people tend to underestimate them because they are such kind of pretty sparkly girly creatures, but they have a horn that can be deadly if they are provoked. And <laughs> And they're definitely, um, you know, a magical creature that you don't want to get on the wrong side of. So I'd say that's a little bit like me. Like I'm a very happy, bubbly kind of person that's really girly. But I think, you know, I've got um, things that I'm really passionate about as well. And if people kind of, um, you know, get on the wrong side of that, um, yes, I can be a little bit deadly. (laughs) (laughs) That is a... A absolutely wonderful explanation that we that really gives us a, a really good insight into you I think so that was a good question for you <laughs> so <laughs> thanks I, I divulged a little in the intro um, about mama movement but for anyone who hasn't come across your brand what is it that you provide to your loyal audience I'm sure. So Mama Movement is um, a sustainable activewear label that I started last year that is really all about celebrating women's bodies with colour. Um, dopamine dressing, I don't know if you've heard of it, is um, like the theory that what you wear can have a really um, big influence on your mood and that if you wear colours or clothing that you feel really comfortable and happy in, that just translates into how you're feeling, you know, about yourself as well. And so, um, yeah, that's what I want to do with Mama Movement is create high-performance active wear that's really colourful, bright, happy, that can make you feel really great about yourself and that actually translates out to your outer world as well to people around you. That is brilliant. I love the um, notion of dopamine dressing. Uh, I do not have in my wardrobe, you know how everyone says you need a little black dress. That is, I do not have one of those. (laughs) I'm all about about the colours. That's why I was so drawn to your brand. It's um, yeah, absolutely 
absolutely beautiful. So as you said, Mama Movement is your COVID baby. So can you share the story? The story behind how it came about is really brilliant. Um, So can you share that with us, please? Sure. Um, Where do I even start? So in January last year, I actually left a corporate job that I had been in for 10 years um, a really long time um, that was actually starting to get me in the headspace that I was really unhappy. I was actually almost crying every single day going to work because I was feeling just really unsettled with where I was. Um, it was a, you know, a really toxic environment where people were kind of climbing on top of each other to try to get to the top. And the closer I got to the top, Um, the more I started to see that and I just it wasn't sitting right with me I was really unhappy so I chose to leave um, in January last year not knowing what 2020 was going to have in (laughs) store for me (laughs) but at the time that I left you know after leaving a job that had given me so much security you know financially for 10 years and I was you know, I was good at my job and I was doing quite well despite all of the toxicity around me. Um, it was a really difficult decision, but one I just felt like I had to make because I knew I was just so unhappy there. And so I left. And when I left, I said, you know, the only reason to leave because financially and, you know, from a security perspective, it was fine. The only reason to leave would be to do something that would set my soul on fire. Um, and so I you know, when I left, I started saying, I'm going to start working on what I termed at the time, my passion project. So I knew that whatever it is that I was going to do next with my time, that it was going to be something that I was going to be hugely passionate about that would light my soul on fire again, which I felt like the fire was completely obliterated at that time. It was a trickle, um, you know, of what, you know, who I think I was supposed to be or, um, or I'm, I'm meant to be. And so, um, yeah, I went through a whole discovery process of trying to match up um, what I thought I was good at versus what I cared about and what I loved. And I had lots of ideas, but somehow there was something that kept bringing me back to the idea of creating an activewear label for women and mums. And this is despite the fact that my previous job I'd been in for 10 years was nothing to do with fashion design. <laughs> Um, but it was just something that it just kept coming back to me as something I wanted to do. I really believe very strongly in the uh, concept that when you feel strong in your body, that, that translates to strength in all other areas of your life. And so activewear was just, you know, kind of the, the uniform um, for that, for getting your body really strong. And so that's sort of where the idea initially came from. There were many ideas, but that's the one that I just kept coming back to. And yeah, I decided to run with that. That is so inspiring. I thought that it must have been a case of um, many people work behind the scenes while they're still in their corporate jobs and then they, you know, go ahead and then they leave when they're secure with their idea. But you just went Geronimo and got straight into it. So that is really bold. You know what, Kelsey, I have so much respect and admiration for people who can side hustle like that and work a job at nights on top of their, you know, full-time or part-time jobs and mum life especially as well um I just wasn't one of those people (laughs) I did I dedicated myself to my job I was all in whenever I was working there and so I just I didn't have the headspace to think about doing my own thing while I was working there 
Um, and so, yeah, it was really only after I chose to leave that I literally had a blank slate. All I knew was I needed to do something I loved. I had no idea what that was going to be yet, but I just knew I had to do something different to what I was doing and something I loved and cared about. Yes. And may I ask, what were you doing prior? So I was working in design, but it was um, experience and service design. So I was working in a financial services organization. You know, if you ever interact with an app for a bank, for example, there's an experience designer that looks at that and goes, you know, how should someone experience the brand um, and what they're trying to do as part of that app experience? Or if you call someone from a bank and want to do something with them, you know, what's the experience that you want the person to have? Because when you're working in a service organization, the service is the experience rather than having a tangible product. So it's something that, you know, it's nothing to do with fashion design, but it's there's a lot of what I um, loved about what I was doing there, but bringing the brand to life that I can still say, you know, I use a lot in what I do at Mama Movement. And, and that's something that's really important to me as well is when people buy from Mama Movement, they're not just buying activewear, they're buying an experience. Yes. Yeah. And you can definitely tell that that is what you did prior because you have, um, you had done so well in that with, with your branding. So it does make sense that you've had that experience because it, it does feel like that. It feels like you just feel like a community and it is, yeah, really brilliant what, what you've done with it. So tell us who are the faces behind Mama Movement besides yourself? The faces? Yes. Um, so we've got me and then we've got my three-year-old head of marketing. <laughs> <laughs> moment it's just us um yeah so she obviously is my daughter Miller she's Mm -hmm. uh just turned three she was she turned three in March and she is such a huge part of um yeah helping me to actually um talk about the mini versions of the active wear that I um have a mama movement so we do lots of mama and mini matching wear so we obviously our main focus is the active wear but I love matching matching with my daughter and also I just think you know when I look at her I just want her to have a different experience of her body than the one I grew up having and so you know as much as I can involve her in those conversations about loving and celebrating your bodies I want to do that and so it just made sense for me naturally to extend the Mama Movement activewear range to include some matching kids wear. So kids are part of that conversation around body positivity and celebrating their bodies. And so, yeah, she's my head of marketing and the only other employee of the business myself at the moment. (laughs) And she gets paid in snacks. Correct. (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) I actually purchased matching the matching jumpers for myself and my sons because I don't have daughters. So I was like, oh, and there was the the Navy sprinkle positivity one. I'm like, perfect. So I have the pink and they have the Navy. So I'm loving that, the matchy matchy. Brilliant. Yes, I think um, one of the things I wanted to do when I brought out the matching kids wear was not to create anything that was so gender specific that only mums with girls could wear matching outfits for. So a lot of the prints that I choose to introduce in the matching kids' leggings, for example, I choose the prints that I think can translate across, you know, boys and girls. And I don't necessarily like to think pink is only for girls, even though my three-year-old daughter has started to tell me that. I don't know where it's come from. (laughs) Definitely come from daycare. Uh, Yes. (laughs) But (laughs) But I try to choose prints that I think, you know, like the rainbow print that I have, for example, um, rainbows are not just for girls, rainbows are for girls and boys and they love it just as much. I get messages all the time from mums of boys who say, 
you know, I've never been able to match with my son before and he loves his rainbow pants. And yes. so that's something that I try to do with my matching kids wear is try not to have really gender specific um, colours and prints for that. Yes, that's great. We're all about that in our house. Like my boys, um, they wear pink. They've got rainbows. <laughs> my my son, uh, my oldest son, his favorite color, who's three, his favorite color is pink. And I'm like, that's fine. Like that's great. <laughs> so I'm like, it's a great. I color. love it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. My daughter's got this from recently where she's come home from daycare saying pink is for girls and I'm like no pink is for anyone who loves pink That's but, right. it's for oh, everyone you, know <laughs> you never know what they come back with from daycare <laughs> no. it could be much worse yeah exactly I try not to make a big deal out of it yeah exactly she'll change her um she'll change her opinion in a week or so I'm sure exactly because my favorite <laughs> color used to be yellow Mm because emma wiggle right oh yes and then now she's going oh my favorite color is pink and i go why she goes because girls wear pink and i'm like okay my favorite color for now is pink but maybe next time it'll be a different color you know that's perfect trying not to make a big deal out of it i know you're always trying to reason like think of different things and be like what am i saying now (laughs) oh gosh we could talk about that for a long time i'm sure <laughs> so let's go back right to the beginning. What did family life look like for you growing up? Um, so I actually grew up in Malaysia um, and I am the eldest of three. I've got two younger brothers and my mum and dad still live in Malaysia. So I grew up there. I went to high school there and I just had a pretty normal childhood. I um, was one of those people who um, it was always just... I'm lucky enough that I was pretty good at my studies, but it didn't really excite me either. So I did lots of things outside of that. Um, I used to dance a little bit um, and play sport. And I just, yeah, just a pretty normal childhood. But one of the things that my parents definitely instilled in us from quite young was a love of travel and um, a love of, you know, just exploring different cultures and different places and, yeah, you know, even though international travel, well, let's not talk about 2020, 2021, but international <laughs> <Yes>. travel, <laughs> aside from what we're in at the moment, you know, um, has really only become accessible in the last few years for most people, but my parents, and we weren't rich by, you know, any means at that time, but they always saved up to be able to give us that experience because they thought it was just so important to open our eyes to a world bigger than where we were. And yeah, so that's something that, yeah, was a huge part of my childhood as well, was exploring lots of cool places with my family. And then I decided at a point in time that I loved Australia and wanted to come here to um, go to university. And that was now, what is it? No, 50, 16 years ago, something like that. And I've been here since. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's, that, that is fantastic. It sounds like a beautiful childhood. And you met your hubby here in Australia? um we're actually high school sweetheart oh from yeah from when we were both in Malaysia that's brilliant so So, did you come over together yeah uh he actually came first because he's a couple years older than I am um so he was um in Adelaide actually um at the time and then I just had this affinity with Melbourne for some reason um and so we decided so he decided to move from Adelaide to Melbourne and yeah, moved to Melbourne and yeah, we got married soon after, <laughs> after oh. we finished university. Oh, that's sweet. What a story. <laughs> yeah. So we've been together for a very long 
time. Well, <laughs> I was 14. Oh my and goodness, I'm, good on you. It's been 20 years. Holy moly. And so a long time to go. <laughs> it is. Oh, that's lovely. How lucky is little Mila to grow up with that? That's beautiful. Yeah, and I know I'm really lucky as well. Like my husband, he and I could not be more opposite like chalk and cheese. Um but he just balances me like he's my rock you know he's the solid one that kind of like I'm very like big on emotions and I'm so guided by my gut instinct and making quick decisions and he helps to you know just help me calm down a little bit and think through things a little bit more rationally and I need that Um, and you know what I found so much that that is something I needed even more now that I'm in business for myself than I had in the past so yeah he's yeah He's a great influence. Like he, even though he doesn't officially work in the business, but he's who I bounce a lot of my ideas off all the time. And he helps me kind of calm down a little bit sometimes. When I need to. <laughs> yeah, I think that is a husband's job because we tend to be, Correct. like you said, a bit uh, a full on with emotions and yeah, go with our guts. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So they're very good for that. <laughs> so um entrepreneurship is obviously in your blood so you divulged to me a little bit of information about when you were 10 years old and you um founded a little blog so talk me through it it sounds quite interesting Um, yeah, so when I was 10, the internet just started becoming a thing, like we started to have dial-up in our homes um, <laughs> and the World Wide Web. And <laughs> um, I don't even remember exactly how to start it, but me and my best friend at the time, we were both kind of the eldest in our friendship group. So my family had this other four families that we always hung out with every weekend and she and I were the kind of the two eldest girls in the group and so we were always kind of the leaders in a way of the pack of children as like I don't know 15 of us maybe and we were the leaders in the pack um, and one of the things that we decided to do was open up a blog and it was called Gals Rule G-A-L-Z because you know cool <laughs> It was so cool. <laughs> and our official tagline was girls rule, boys drool. I know, it was so embarrassing. But anyway, so we decided to open up this blog and it was all about um, connecting girls from all over the world um, because the internet opened up our eyes to, you know, the international world. And it was about creating, yeah, a, a community that we would connect girls from all around the world to become pen pals and talk about how awesome girls were compared to boys and so it's a bit embarrassing but that's what we did and we um, set up a blog at the time had to learn a bit of html to get there um um, it wasn't anything sophisticated but it was just a really kind of fun little side project for us to do um and yeah we had quite a few members actually at one point because there wasn't a lot on the internet as like there is now that literally there's like you know a gazillion things on the internet back then it wasn't as much so yeah any kind of little kind of blog community opened up you know could get interest from around the world and yeah so it was really funny it never turned into anything and eventually we just got bored of it and moved on to something else like makeup (laughs) or something but it was (laughs) kind of I guess my earliest um yeah earliest kind of foray into creating communities online yeah that's phenomenal because it's kind of like 
you know, that was your path was meant to go in that direction because it's it's very similar to what you're doing now in a obviously much bigger scale. But obviously it's yeah. definitely, definitely like you said, something that lights you up. So that's um a really yeah. cool little story. <laughs> I've always been a little feminist. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. So what does family life look like now? You've got little Mila. So what's a day a day in the life of um you two? Um, so again, and I have so much respect for women who do, um, their business on top of having children at home, but I'm not one of those women. You know, my daughter was at daycare when I was working in corporate job, in a corporate job. So that has continued, even though I've obviously left that job since and have now opened my own business. So, um, Mila's in daycare three days a week. And then one day a week, she'll be at home with me. Wednesdays are our Mama Miller days, is what I call them. <laughs> and another day a week, she's at her grandparents. But, you know, I really treasure our Mama Miller days probably more now than I ever have. But it's actually, you know, when I was working for someone else, I was very protective of Mama Miller days. And I would never let anything get in the way of me spending that day with her. Whereas now I was just saying to my husband the other day, like I've had some weeks where I go like, oh, I just can't this week. I just have this big release happening or I've got, you know, stock arriving and I just then palmer off to her grandparents. And I have started to realize that I'm doing that more often than I, what I would like. And so I'm trying to make sure I find that balance again of being really protective of our time together. Obviously we have the weekends, but I think there is something really special about spending that one day where it's just the two of us. Um, so yeah, I love doing that. She is my mini me. <laughs> so my poor husband is now in a household of two really <laughs> highly emotional women and girls. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> oh, um, and she loves to dance. She always has. Before she could walk, she was dancing. Before she could crawl, she was dancing, in <laughs> fact. And so, yeah, she's a little bit of my mini me and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. She's so lucky, lucky to grow up with you. Look, I think she'll be a force to be reckoned with just like you are. Oh, my gosh, she already is. Yeah. <laughs> she is like such a huge character. And, you know, I don't like the term bossy because I feel like there's negative connotations around that for girls, but she definitely has really strong opinions <laughs> is what I would say. It's going to get her a long and way, has, undoubtedly. Yes, and she has this... Um, like she, she really feels the need to do things independently on her own, which I recognize so much as a trait in myself that can be a superpower, but can also cause a lot of trouble and danger for yourself if you don't know how to ask for help. So I'm trying to find the right balance of encouraging her to, you know, to be able to do things on her, on her own and know that if she tries and works on it, that she will be able to do it. But at the same time, it's okay to ask for help. And it's something I have to tell myself and now the mini version of myself. <laughs> we are currently in that balance at our home too. I have a three and a two-year-old uh, and they are pretty defiant, like to do things themselves as well. But yeah. sometimes there's a safety level where I'm like, um, that just can't be done. <laughs> so it is yeah, definitely a juggle, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so um, with small business and you've always worked in corporate, so you're now flying solo. Do you have um, advantages and disadvantages to um, the change that you've made? Um, well, with small business, I would say one of the biggest advantages 
is the flexibility within each day. Um, so because I don't have to report to anyone but myself, it's kind of like, well, if today my friend is in town and I want to go and catch up with her for lunch, I can do that. I don't have to worry about whether or not I've got a meeting on or anything. I can reschedule my time around that. Um, so the flexibility within each day is huge and I'm, I'm loving that. It means that, you know, on days where there might be a fun event on that I can bring Mila to, I can just pull her out of daycare for the day and go. I don't have to worry about, you know, having to ask for leave or anything like that. So that's really great. And I love that. But, you know, there is a disadvantage that is also around the flexibility, which is while there's more flexibility within the day, there's less flexibility you know, for a block period of time, if say we were to you know, go overseas, which we obviously can't right now, but if there was something that we could do in the future, it would be harder to do that. You know, even like for me, I hate leaving customers waiting for their packages. So if an order comes in, I always try to send it out the next day. And so, you know, there's less flexibility in the fact that, you know, I, at the moment, because it's just me, I have to pack all the orders myself. And so, you know, I've got to make sure I'm here every day to do that. So it's there's the pros and cons there for that. But I would say the biggest um, thing that I love about small business and working for myself is that I, I can connect directly to my customers and listen to them. And then what I'm learning from them, I can put in place straight away. I don't have to ask anyone for permission or go through a hundred committees trying to get approval. It's just something I can, yeah, I can start right now and try it right now and see how it goes and then tweak it as I go. And I love that. I love the autonomy of decision-making after having worked in corporate where you have to get lots of decision makers involved <laughs> yes yes that is so true it, it's good and bad isn't it because you're like I want to do that <laughs> and straight away yeah. you just do it but then you're like oh like you said before you kind of need that person to pull you up and be like but what about this this and this <laughs> and yes, yeah it's yes. all the advantages and disadvantages and vice versa in small business aren't they there's <laughs> it levels each other out Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so can you pinpoint one thing that gives you the most joy in your business? So this is an easy one. It's definitely the community, my customers um, that I get to connect with. And it's funny because before I started Mama Movement, before I started my own business, I don't think I fully realised how much of myself I had to put out there in order to build that community. Um and so it's been a surprise for me, but in a really positive way, because, you know, I didn't realize I would have to be, for example, on stories every day on Instagram. Um, but I've been able to now make such beautiful connections with women all across Australia um, that come from all different walks of life and, you know, who are willing to share with me their feelings, their experiences, their ideas. And that's, yeah, that's definitely my favorite part. I mean, you know, when I get tagged in the story of someone wearing their mama movement gear, I just get so excited. It's like seeing my my little babies out in the world, out in the wild, and it's such a great experience. And then, you know, getting to know the women behind, like you know who are wearing that um, those mama movement pieces is such yeah, it's such a fun and wonderful part of this small business that I didn't even realize was going to be you know part of running a small business I don't think I fully understood that yes that's for sure the social it, that it's funny that you said that because I was um, going to talk it talk about that with you next was the social side of it uh, people don't realize that you can't just you know pop something up on a, on a website and people buy it you you have to be on socials all the time and you do have to share a lot about your life 
um, in that. So how do you, you, you mentioned, you know, the good parts that you have found in that. How do you find it the constant grind of managing a social media account for a brand? Yeah, I mean, I think with me, because, so one of my downsides is I'm not very good at planning. So when it comes to like planning my grid, for example, it feels like something that's very painful to do. I actually really enjoy the stories of sharing behind the scenes stuff. That's not, you know, a scripted post, but it's just me sharing what I'm doing on a particular day or, you know, some behind the, behind the scenes work that I'm working on or even just getting feedback from my customers about some ideas or new designs that I'm thinking about on the day. That side of it, I don't mind because, you know, working in small business, especially when you don't have any employees apart from a three-year-old, I really miss that part of brainstorming that I used to be able to do with my teams. And so I think of like my online community as my team at the moment, right? Like, so here's what I'm thinking, you know, do you like my yellow jumper today? (laughs) And I love being able to get that feedback real time. So that part of it, I love. But the difficult part definitely is the expectation that I think you hear from a lot of places that you've got to post every day and, oh, like that. And having to think about what I want to post about, it's that's, that's for me, the hard part, the grindy part of it that I don't really enjoy. Whereas like when it's really organic, I just post what I'm doing and what I'm thinking at a point in time, that part is fine. But yes. the, yeah, just. Yeah, but having to be really structured and beautiful in the grid, I can't do that. It's just too hard. Yeah, I think it's really easy for you because your grid is always beautiful because of the beautiful pieces that you have. Um, you know, you don't need to make it so aesthetically kind of matching because all the pieces yeah. just fit together so beautifully. So that works really well in your favour because anything you put up is beautiful. <laughs> and then you've got Mila, who's just all the cuteness in the world. So that really yeah. helps. <laughs> Yeah, she's pretty good and she loves getting in front of the camera. So yes, that <laughs> I'm really helps. lucky there. Yes, that helps a lot. Uh, do you have any social media accounts that you kind of go to for inspiration or you mentioned you enjoy dopamine dressing? Is there any um, brands that you love? or? Um, yes, I mean, it's. Um, I think as I've now gone into my own business and felt the joy and excitement that I feel when I get an order that's really now spurred me on to try to also spend my money with other small businesses um so definitely that's something that you know as I've started Mama Movement I've tried to make you know more of an effort on rather than I mean I still love brands like Gorman and Mrs Zimmy for example but try to also where I can support um yeah other small businesses who like myself have someone who you know when they hear that cha-ching sound come off on their phone and go like yay someone loves what I've designed and so I try to support other small brands um there's um a few that I can think of are um Heather and Cole who I've just recently done a, a collaboration with on a print um then she you know hands those all of her beautiful beautiful dresses with pockets so you know again big tick for me there um and pretty parcel are another one um who i also love that they also you know similar to me dopamine dressing it's all about the color and the patterns and lots of beautiful beautiful prints that they work with different australian designers on and then there's little party dress who also do the same yeah some of those are my faves that i tend to like to stalk on Instagram and see yes, what they're next. <laughs> they are on my feeds as well. I love those three. Um, yeah, they're brilliant, uh, especially, um, like you said, they work with Aussie or different designers, which is um, something yes. that I really like that you do as well. So could you take us through um, some of your collaborations and the 
colorful and fabulous females that you have worked in on some of your pieces? Sure. So, um, yeah, definitely a big part of what makes Mama Movement so successful is actually the collaborations that um, I've been able to find you know, through designing the pieces in my range. So while I designed the activewear, all of the prints that are printed on the activewear are actually all done in collaboration with other wonderful Australian women. Um, and the first one um, that I worked with was Casey Rainbow. She is just a rainbow person who is the queen of leopard print, which I also have a very soft spot for. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was my first kind of adventure into the world of working with a, a pattern maker or a print designer. Um, and she's been awesome. And she's been one that I've worked with consistently because I just love everything she makes. And yeah, we're really aligned in that sense. Um, but there's also Brooke Gosson, who I work with quite a lot. I love Brooke. She's got this really whimsical flair on her textile designs um, that I love that we're doing. We're doing a mermaid print together at the moment, which I've just released. Yes, I I'm just saw that on the about. socials. I was like, oh my goodness, I love that. <laughs> I know. It's pretty oh, so fabulous. Yes, it is. <laughs> It's pretty special. Um, but it's, you know, one of the things I'm trying to do as I head into um, this kind of the back end of this year and into next year is trying to expand my reach and actually look for more designers. Because I just think, you know, there's just so many wonderful women all across Australia with so much talent. And um, yeah, and as the brand is growing, and as I can kind of get more designers involved with the business, I really want to do that and showcase just different kinds of um, artwork. Because Obviously, art's a really, you know, personal thing and what works for one person or what one person likes won't be the same as another person. So, you know, I love all kinds of colour, whether that's pastels or brights. And so I want to work with some designers that do a little bit of both so that women who, you know, resonate and find one type of colour palette um, a happy palette for them um, can also find that within Mama Movement, whereas for some people it might be pastels where others might be bright. And so I want to try to, you know, create um, a little bit of everything for, for women so that, they, you know, whoever you are, you can find a bit of joy in some of the pieces that are on there. And so people like us are in a lot of trouble because we like both the palettes. So we won't be able to yes. choose from any of them. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> so I love difficult. all colours. I know. <laughs> oh, it's so hard. Actually, I was so, um, uh, I felt really special. You know how you, from daycare, your children bring home like little notes or whatever for Mother's Day or little cards or whatnot. And my son, there was one that they had like a little questionnaire and he said, um, what does your mum love? And he said, mum loves all the colours. And I'm like, spot, oh. spot on. That is the most like spot on description of what I love. And I'm like, I'm so pleased with that portrayed. <laughs> yeah, that's so awesome. Yes, yeah, so that's good. Great. I was so happy about it. <laughs> now yeah. tell me um, about your models. You are one of them. We see your face a lot, which is just so brilliant to see you modeling your um, activewear. Tell me about some range. Sure. So Mama Movement, you know, I started it because I really wanted to show that all bodies should be deserving of being celebrated with colour. And so something that was really important to me from the get-go was that I would showcase the clothing on not just one kind of person, not even just on me, for example, but that I was going to be able to showcase it to women of all different shapes, sizes, colours, you know, all of the different types of rainbowy women that make up the tapestry of Australian women. 
And so that's something that I did right from the very first photo shoot. So even before I officially launched the label, I you know, started building a bit of um, a presence on social media. And one of my big kind of pre-launch campaigns was that I was, um, I started a model search. So I put out you know, in the Instagram world that I was launching this activewear label that was about celebrating women's bodies. And I was looking for some women to help me do that. Um, and yeah, we ran a casting call. I got a few other um, friendly brands involved to help me kind of promote that as well. And yeah, we got, I think even within the first model search, I'm trying to remember numbers now, which I'm never very good at, but I think it was something like 50 women had applied. Um, to become models for Mama Movement and this was a brand that hadn't even launched yet and so I was just so blown away you know by that number and at the time I had to choose three because that's the number of samples that I had for the photo shoot <laughs> um, and yeah and then so I chose three women um, to yeah come and model the clothing in our very first photo shoot and people loved it I mean I think it's it's definitely something that um, you know women are caring more more about um, as a society wanting to be able to see themselves represented in the model models that you know clothing um, brands are showcasing on their website and so it's something that I try to do you know I you know I, I've done it right from the start but it's something that I'm trying to keep expanding is because there's so many different ways in which women are diverse and so I, you know, it'll never be 100% representative of the entire Australian female population or women population, but it's something I'm continuing on growing. I love it. And, you know, if you were to ask me kind of like what a highlight would be in my mama movement kind of well, almost a year so far, it's definitely the photo shoots. They are just the most fun experiences because I get to meet these incredible women you know, who have not been models before, but who are putting their hand up to go, yes, like I'm going out of my comfort zone to do this because I believe in the mission that Mama Movement is on and we just have the best time, you know, getting hair and makeup done and then getting the most beautiful photos. It's definitely portrayed through, um, you know, what you share that you guys are having an absolute blast. <laughs> it looks like <laughs> so much fun. Um, and it's so, it's like you just knew what I was going to say because that's exactly what I was going to ask you next was what has been your biggest highlight. Um, but you already <laughs> answered that for me. So that was very intuitive of you. <laughs> it's every photo shoot. I just like, it's such a build up to that day. And every one I've run, I've done the same casting call. And, you know, the numbers of applications get higher and higher, which is like stressful for me yeah. <laughs> because I hate letting people down. But like, it's just amazing then being able to see like my new designs come to life on that day, being worn on someone other than me for the first time, you know, every time it's new designs. Um, it's just the most exhilarating experience and it's just so much fun and we have a big party. <laughs> Brilliant. And as I understand, you know, you haven't always been so comfortable with your body, which is why you're so passionate about, like you said before, the strength, um, you know, being strong instead of, um, I guess, skinny or what, what we portray yep. as being the right body shape. So can yep. you um, give me a bit of insight into um where that came from and then how you know how your view your views changed sure so you know I mentioned I grew up in Malaysia but I don't think it's necessarily just um you know something that's different to Australia from you know from my experience there but really growing up I I, I was a bit of a busty 
Asian girl, right? And obviously that's not the same as a busty woman here in Australia, a busty girl here in Australia, but there I was. And it was something that I was like ashamed of. I was always like worried that, you know, I was too big for the society that I was living in. And so even from a really young age, you know, I was on diets. I think the age of, I think 15 or 16, I went on my first diet and like the um, education around dieting was so much worse then um and so I just did you know really stupid things like just eat fruit and refuse to eat anything else for example so it was really really kind of poor dieting um culture but that continued even after I started to live here in my 20s um you know I just yeah I went through a lot of a lot of a roller coaster ride around how I felt about my own body it was you know in my 20s uh, I started to put on a bit of weight again at one point in time. And then um, I went through some personal stuff with um, with my husband, who was just my boyfriend at the time and work. And I ended up in, unfortunately, a really bad spiral of, well, trying to lose weight in a really um, unhealthy way that then led to an eating disorder because I was tracking everything I ate in my app and tracking all of my exercise that I was doing you know every single thing I put in my mouth I was I would I would track in my app and um, it created this unfortunate you know, habit in me that whenever I deviated from that maybe because it was the weekend and I went out with my friends for pizza whenever I ate something that you know I saw the numbers spike in my app I would feel really anxious about that and really guilty about that. And so it then turned into an unfortunate habit of purging out things that I thought I shouldn't have eaten. Um, and it's only something that I've just recently opened up even to my closest friends about that that was my experience. Um, and a month ago for my birthday, I actually opened up about that to my mama movement community as well and said that this is something I've gone through. I was bulimic. Um, and, uh, and it's something that I've survived and have, you know, been able to find myself and move on from. And a huge part of that, you know, as you kind of mentioned at the start was that, well, I found a community of women who was about, who were about celebrating strong rather than skinny. And I started to educate myself on that and learn about it, read about it, learn about how food works and how it works to fuel your body in different ways. And, eventually and with a lot of time and support I managed to find my way out of that I have to say that it's obviously something that and I think a lot of people a lot of women would um, relate to this but it's not like you just one day you're cured and you're never going to feel bad about your body again that's definitely not the way you know body positivity works it's an ongoing journey it's a daily lifestyle choice and I still have my days where I'm like, oh, I feel really, oh, you know, I just feel gross and it normally comes around the time of my period or yeah. <laughs> the weekend where I've had a lot to eat. Um, but I think it's about now recognising that that's a feeling, that feeling of being too full is a feeling that will pass, that it doesn't define who I am and that it is just one part of you know my weight is not important it's just one part of, of everything else that I am that's way more important than what size clothing I wear or yeah 
what my body looks like. And so it's a daily, you know, it's it's a daily celebration of my body for what it can do rather than what it looks like. Yes, that is so inspirational and such a beautiful message. Um, and I'm sure you'll be sharing that message with, with Mila and then hopefully she shares it with her friends and we can, you know, get that out into the world because it is, it is a tough, it is definitely a tough thing. And we just, we all seem to have those feelings, but like you said, to just realize that it's, you know, it is, it, it is a feeling, but it's part of, you know, everything. So what you're doing yeah. uh, with that and spreading that message and especially sharing your own experiences is really brave um, and really inspirational. I'm sure that it will help a lot of people who have been in similar situations. So thank you so much for that, um, for sharing. And what about becoming a mum? Because then it's a whole nother world of body changes. So how did you, um, I guess, you know, cope with those changes and how do you feel about that now? Definitely. That was kind of the second, like, big drop in the roller coaster of, of my experience with my body because I think before I fell pregnant I was actually like the strongest I'd ever been I was actually competing as a pole dancer at the time um, it was not like a paid job or anything like that it was a hobby but I was competing um, just for fun in amateur competitions but it meant that I was really really strong and really really fit um, and then when I became pregnant um you know, and, and the whole journey of the changes of your body that are completely out of your control at that point in time. And then the breastfeeding journey as well that I went on. Um, I think there was a bit of pressure that I felt, you know, after I'd given birth to need to bounce back to the body that I had before I felt pregnant. Um, that was really, really strong, you know, Um and so I definitely felt that and I felt a bit of shame about the fact that I hadn't bounced back very quickly, that, you know, um, I still carried a few, a few extra kilos than what I had before I had um, Miller. And um, it was definitely, again, another journey of like looking at my child, my beautiful, perfect baby girl and going, I made this out of my body. And she is, even more now, a mini version of me. And I think she's beautiful. So what does that say about me? That means I'm beautiful too. And I created this, you know? So I think, um, yeah, it's something that obviously is ongoing. Obviously, I still wish sometimes that I was as strong as I was because I could do some pretty awesome things with my, with my body when I was that strong. Um, but you know what? It's something that it's, I no longer work out six days a week, which I used to do. Um, it's not my priority anymore. I prioritize, yes, still like staying strong because I think that's really important for giving myself the best chance of living a really great, fulfilled life full of adventures. And I still do um, some really cool things. Like I do Lyra, which is like an aerial hoop circusy apparatus that I do now um, once a week. Uh, so I still do some pretty cool things in my body. So even though it's not quite as strong as what it used to be, but it's still pretty awesome. <laughs> that is so awesome. Actually, this is not part of what I was going to ask you, but I need to know more about <laughs> the pole dancing and the other activity that you mentioned. What other yeah, amazing right. things do you do? It sounds incredible. <laughs> I mean, both of those things, I think, well, pole dancing, that community was one that, you know, and to, today I still love because it's just a community of women who just applaud each other for being strong. And that's so great, you know, and I think having, 
you know, found that community just before I um, became a mom, I started to see women of all shapes and sizes doing some incredible things with their bodies, right? Um, so strong and that looked different on lots of different women and so that was a real eye-opener for me as well at that time um, that strong looks different on on different bodies um, and and then now I you know in Lira it's it's kind of similar you have more clothes on but it's still doing some <laughs> some pretty great things with your body like going upside down and doing some really cool tricks while you're you know at, you know a few feet in the air um and yeah it's a lot of fun I think it's one of those things that because I do that I have a lot of like I learn to have a lot of trust in my body um that I'm able to hang upside down for example so if I was in a playground with my daughter I could go and hang on the monkey bars and it's because I've like relearned how to trust my body children trust their body implicitly right it's just they're born like that and then we kind of lose that in adulthood um, but doing all of these kind of like circusy fitness <laughs> things that I do helps me to trust my body and learn, you know, learn to trust my body again, which is pretty cool. Oh, so cool. So cool. I need to, I would love if you showed us some of those things on your socials, that would be brilliant. Every now and then I post like a little story of myself doing Lyra, but yeah, yeah I should try to share more of that. Yes. Yeah. Cause I like here, you know, here in where we live, we don't have interesting cool things like that so, oh, so really? we just have your regular sports you know like touch footy and netball or uh, I just started doing <laughs> gymnastics and that was like um, yeah you know the most epic of things that we can do <laughs> but all gymnastics that kind of stuff awesome yeah yeah it was um, very good for kind of that upper body strength which I was definitely lacking so <laughs> yeah good and little, then you good trust yourself as well yes exactly and you don't it's think a of a it huge like that part do of it. you yes it is mm-hmm. it's that's yeah amazing amazing advice so um as a lady startup would you have any advice for any aspiring lady startups who might be listening um I think the biggest piece of advice I can give someone who's kind of thinking about starting a business is make sure you choose something you love like you just have to choose something you love because it will like starting a small business will consume you in a way that you like would never have experienced in any other job you've ever done where you work for someone else. I think. And so, you know, if you don't love every single part of why you're starting this business, like the why is so important. And if you don't love that, if you're just, just starting something because, oh, you know, maybe there's a gap in the market there, but you know, some money I need to put into that. Maybe that might be fun. It just won't sustain in the long term. Like there's, there, you know, I wake up dream, like wake up because I've dreamt about work and I go to sleep and I'm thinking about it. Like it's a whole day. And I just think the reason why it doesn't feel like work and it doesn't feel like um, something I'm upset about at all that is consuming me so much is because I just, love what I'm doing I love the mission that we're on as a business I love the women that I'm getting to meet um, as part of running this label and yeah I love the impact we're putting out in the world I think I'm very proud of it and yeah I'm that's definitely I think a big thing for me is make sure you love any venture you're getting into if you want you know for it to not feel like a burnout very quickly yes that is so true and you should be very proud um so what does the next few years look like for mama movement oh gosh you're asking me <laughs> to plan and it's like 
<laughs> I'm a bad, bad planner um, as well. He's <laughs> the project manager around here. No, I think, like, for me, I've got a couple of goals for 2021, um, one of which is to expand my sizing range a couple more sizes than I do now. At the moment, I offer an extra small through a 3XL, which is kind of an Australian 6 to 8 to an Australian kind of 20. Um, but I'm hoping to expand that a little bit further this year to maybe a 5XL. Um, and also, um, I operate out of my garage at the moment. Now, it's a decent-sized double garage, but it is getting pretty full. <laughs> um, so on my kind of like goals list for the year will be to move into a space, a warehousing space where I would have the ability to yeah grow um, because I have the ability to store more stock. The Yeah, the double garage, which used to house both cars and then one car and now zero cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting a little bit full. I don't know uh-huh. if it will last till summer. So I'm going to be brave enough to jump into a space by the end of the year oh good on you the cars need their homes back (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) well that is all for today so when I finish up with my guests I play a little game called the Kaleido Quickie so you just have to choose a number between one and four um, and I have a little game for each number so if you'd like to choose and choose a number and I'll tell you what the game is Let's go with my lucky number four. Number four. Okay. All right. So number four is if you were a something. So I have my little box here with uh, my little very professional ripped up pieces of paper. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just read out if you were a and whatever comes up. So, for example, if you were a junk food and then you tell me what you would be if you were a junk food. Okay. Okay. Cool. So my first piece of paper is if you were a pet. A pet. <laughs> oh, I mean, you have to pick a dog. I'm a dog person. I've got a little, I didn't talk about him. I've got a little, and actually I'm so surprised he's been so quiet this whole time. <laughs> I've got a little uh, Maltese Cavalier who I call my first baby. And I just love him to bits. Like he was like, he was who taught me to be a mum to start with before I had a child, you know, to love someone, something that unconditionally. So, I mean, how good a life would it be to be a dog though? Because he just gets so much love and he just relaxes all day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lying down (laughs) sleeping at the moment actually and he's just happy. Like his biggest joy in life is when we come home. So he loves the fact that I work from home at the moment because I'm always home. Yes. But he's he's just a happy little chap and yeah. It's pretty good life. Yes. I think you would make a very good, a very good dog, a very fun, bubbly, a dog who wants to go exercising. <laughs> I think you'd be a great yes. little, a great little dog. <laughs> okay. The next one is if you were an ice cream flavor. Ooh. Um, <laughs> I would pick something like, um, like a, a salted caramel with chocolate chips in it. <laughs> oh is that you just you just made your own flavor I think <laughs> yeah I did although they have it at, um a uh an ice cream store I think it's a Melbourne based one or maybe uh-huh. it's a Sydney based ice cream store but they have like um the franchise here in Melbourne as well and it's delicious because it's got all of that kind of like the sweetness that you want from ice cream with a little bit of salt in it so that it kind of 
counteracts that and means you can eat more of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a little chocolate chips for a bit of texture and crunch, you know. <laughs> I like it. I like it because I'm always afraid not to get chocolate, but I like all the other flavors. Mm. But because chocolate is so good, so that kind of I know I do love chocolate. So <laughs> perfect. I love. I do it. love chocolate, but. I like that little bit of like something unique and different about the ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. The last one is if you were a, I won't do that one. If you were a music genre. A music genre. Yes. Oh gosh. Um, I, I mean, I just love like eighties and nineties pop. Like yeah. it's a, you all just dance along to it, you know, all the words. Yeah, I like it. And yeah, it just makes people happy. I think some so of your active wear, you, some of your active wear would fit in in kind of that like nine eighties and nineties kind of yeah. dancing <laughs> pop stuff. That would be great. <laughs> definitely oh that's perfect so that brings us to the end so thank you so much it's been um an absolute joy getting to know you and I thank you so much for sharing your story with us and I know that everyone will have loved getting to know you and when they come across your brand they will be blown away so thank you so much if you'd like to remind us uh, or where we can find you on your socials and your website that would be great Thanks, Kelsey. So you can find us at mamamovement.com.au or on Instagram at mamamovement underscore au. And, yeah, thanks so much for having me. It's like a bucket list item to be on a podcast. So (laughs) thank you. It's been really exciting for me. I'm so pleased we could tick that off for you. KaleidoCast is proudly brought to you by our Kaleido community membership. If you are feeling a little depleted from doing all the things mm-hmm, I'm feeling you and you are dreaming of a virtual safe space where you can ease your connection cravings and ask laugh learn support and score big yep that's free stuff like every month and that's only the beginning and you would like to see a little more of some of the ladies you have heard here on the potty join the fabulous women already in and become the next valued member of our colorful tribe I'll see you in there I'll bring the wine Thank you so much from the bottom of my colourful heart for popping us in your ears today and giving us some of your valuable time. We really, really appreciate that beyond words. However, if you'd like to earn bonus points with us, of course you do, then please leave us a review on the app that you're listening to us on right now. That really helps us reach more beautiful ladies just like yourself. Also, if you want to jump onto our socials, and use the hashtag Kaleidocast with a K. We would be so appreciative if you would share us with your friends and tag us in your stories when you're listening to us. And don't forget, we're also your gifting go-to gals and we have shelves stocked to the brim with smile-inducing, bright, eco-conscious, everyday wares to fit every fun-loving family just like yours. So next time you need help with gifting goodies for her, him and Minnie, We are here. We got you. Thanks again. We love you to the moon and back.